0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601 835 4336 or find us on the web at Lintonglass.com.
1: This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. When I'm going Mississippi here I come You're listening to good things with Rebecca Turner well, I'm so hard of Mississippi.
2: Mississippi here I
0: come Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places and things to do. Now, now. Here's Rebecca.
1: Good afternoon, Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the Good Things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Don't forget, you can listen to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app, and you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch Good Things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. But you'll have to tune in to Fox on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. to see our guest who's joining us now. Chef Renisha Connerly, she is battling for one of Top spots on Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen, and she's kicking butt and taking names. So, welcome, chef.
3: Hello, thank you for having me, Miss Rebecca. And hey,
1: congratulations, Mississippi. Congratulations, girlfriend. Congratulations.
3: Thank you so much. It's, it's such an amazing experience, especially you know. From this great state of ours, I'm going to say great because everybody in the other 49 states think we're the bottom of the barrel and this and that, but we got something to say and we got some talent here.
1: We do, especially when it comes to cooking and our skills under pressure in the kitchen. And I say we by meaning you and all the other great chefs that
3: come from this Absolutely. state. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> because it does take a lot of talent. And I love how I think uh, Gordon Ramsay said it takes a person with the right ingredients to make it even this far in the competition. So for those who may not know the structure of Hell's Kitchen and in terms of a competition show for chefs. How do you kinda of explain it to to everyone?
3: So, um I guess I'll give a backstory on it really quick. So we all audition. Um they picked eighteen of us out of a hundred thousand, like thousands, hundreds of thousands of applicants. So that's amazing in itself to be one of eighteen talented chefs picked out of hundreds of thousands. Like who would have thought so that's a big thing in itself. So um, We're on there. You have to compete in the challenges, and you also have to pass through some successful dinner service.
1: And that keeps working your way up. And I know there's actually, it's not just like a small check on the line. Like, if you win this thing, it's a pretty uh, hefty, life-changing grand prize. So what's on the line here?
3: So we're competing for $250,000 and a spot as the executive chef of Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen in Las Vegas. Woo! That would look good on a resume, wouldn't it? Oh, that looks beautiful on the resume.
1: But even just this experience, though, because you think about out of hundreds of thousands, only one is going to get that opportunity. But this is giving you, you know, such a great experience that will last, obviously, a lifetime. But you've been preparing for this. It feels like your entire professional career, Chef. I've stalked you just a little bit. So here in Mississippi, where have you been working and spending your your time training as a chef or, or you know, uh, working as one that's giving you all the all the on-hand experience for competition like this.
3: Well, honestly, my culinary began my culinary journey. Excuse me, began with my grandmother, Juanella Carter Odom. She had two restaurants in Columbia, Mississippi, where I'm from. Um, so I've basically been cooking all of my life. I was cooking in my dorm room at Alcorn State University, but um, once I got out of culinary school, I graduated from Augusta Scottie School of Culinary Arts. Um, I started out at the Costa Catalina at IP Casino. Um, that's a fine dining Italian restaurant, and from there, I was the inaugural pastry chef for White Pillars on Baloski Beach. I was Tony Nelson, King of Cheese, steakhead uh, caterer, um, and just just a lot of private chef and events. I cooked for the family of uh, Dr. Thomas Um uh, I've had a lot of my resume is extensive, but the thing that was most fulfilling was when I stepped out on my own and opened my own catering company. Like, there's nothing like working for yourself.
1: Absolutely. I agree with that. And then, too, just understanding that other kind of pressure that comes with being your own boss. And I think that's kind of the difference with Hell's Kitchen is Gordon Ramsay puts that, you know, iconic kind of pressure on his contestants, unlike other, you know, games or, or chef shows sort of do. But, I mean, it feels like if you work the line at a casino, you probably know what pressure is all about, huh?
3: Absolutely. I mean, Well, I'll be honest, Hell's Kitchen is a little more fast-paced than your regular kitchen because, of course, you know, we're filming, you have to bang everything out, but the thing that is one of the lessons I learned, like, I could really cook under pressure. Um, Like, you got him standing there looking at you, you know, you got all those customers out there dining, looking at you, you got eight other females standing beside you, looking at you, so it was just, it's the pressure... I can honestly say you could compare me to an olive. You know, you gotta press it, you gotta beat it, and you get that beautiful olive oil or a diamond. You gotta, you gotta press a diamond before you get that beautiful diamond. It starts out as a rock and it becomes the most beautiful thing. So that pressure honestly made me that, that olive oil, that diamond. Like I, I can make it. I, I, I got beaten, I was pressed, but I made it.
1: But you made it, and you're still making it. So there's still um, some episodes left in this particular season. It airs on Thursday night, so that would be tomorrow night at 7 p.m. on Fox. I know you're battling for a top spot. So how many more spots are there till the end, uh, according to where we're at now? I know you can't give anything away, but set the stage for well, us. Where right are you now, at now?
3: Right now we're going into Episode 5 tomorrow, and only three people have went home. So that is still uh, 15 people left. Gotcha. To get to
1: number one. Yeah. To get to number one. What has been over the last three or four episodes, what's been your I guess either standout episode or your most favorite or most memorable?
3: Um, for me my standout that most definitely I got all the messages and from positive to negative, um, was the brunch challenge because for one, I got to show them what we really do in Mississippi. We fry food down here. You you gotta know how to fry chicken. So for me to jump and save brunch as far as frying all the chicken and to have Chef Ramsay just turn around and say, Hey, Renisha, excellent, beautiful cook on the chicken. That was, like, life-changing for me because, for one, that's one of my culinary idols. So for him to recognize me and know my name, that probably was the the, the best moment for me. Probably the worst moment was um, last week with my pizza dip. I deconstructed a pizza. I was trying to go out the box. Chef Ramsay told me I went past Pluto. But I had too much cheese. If it wasn't so much for the cheese, I would have gotten a point, so... I would say that kind of was my discouraging moment. But other than that, everything has been just life-changing. Like, it's just, it whether it's good or bad, it's still a moment. So that's what I take from this whole experience. Good or bad, it's still a moment. I was there. Yes, and it was a,
1: a teachable moment, and one that you can learn from, and then put the pizza dip on your menu there for your your business. And I'm sure your cater catering clients will will eat that up and enjoy it. With Gordon Ramsay, though, is he a teddy bear all when cameras are not rolling, or is he that kind of like, you know, intense twenty four hours a day?
3: Actually, it's and it's not so much as the cameras. He's very passionate about food, so. You know, with this being a, a multi-million dollar business, you have to take it super seriously. Like you do not have room for error. This man has 16 Michelin stars. So with someone standing there with those type of accolades, he wants the best for you. So it's not just so much as the cameras, but at the same time, he is intense, but behind closed doors, he's teaching you. He's making sure you know he really wants you to win. If all 18 of us could have won, he would have let us win. You see what I'm saying? But somebody, you know, 17 of us got to go. Can't tell you which 17. But he's like a father figure. You know how when your, your dad a uh, uh, teach you things and may scold you, but at the same time he takes you in and makes sure you're loved and make sure you got it. So I would honestly say he's very intense, but at the same time it's for a reason. So no, he's just not walking around you all, you know, face off, scrunched up and you know, barking down at you. But when it's time to go, it's time to go. And when he gets in that mode, he's in that mode. As long as you keep him on on, on a steady tempo, he's good. If you ever pay attention, when we're doing good in the kitchen, he's not on us. But as soon as you drop the ball, that switch, that, that switch gets flipped. So to answer your question, no, he's not like that all the time, but he is like that.
1: And if you ever worked, and which I think everyone, Renicia, should have to work in food service at some point and see a back of the house and how stressful and what it takes to actually get you that beautiful plate, uh, to your table, you would appreciate it a lot more. Mm-hmm. That, that is definitely, um, for sure. Um, but tell us about your business because you are talking to, you know, all 82 counties here on good things and we love to support local. And we got to remember too, catering is considered local.
3: So where are you it located is. and what do you serve up best? I am located in Columbia, Mississippi right now. I'm still in the private chef sector. I'm looking into getting a brick and mortar, but hey, as what guys understand? It takes money, <laughs> investors. Hello, I hope y'all listening. Um, but right now I'm serving um, fine dining soul food. That's that's my goal. Um, you know we love us uh, some collard greens and all that kind of stuff, but why not make it look fancy? Why not put on some good clothes and you know go eat some good soul food? So right now. I'm specializing in southern cuisine with a fine dining flair, but I'm also still, I have that, that, that Cajun Creole in me, too, because, hey, we're right across the street from Louisiana, so if you can't cook a good seafood dish, something is wrong with you. So um, I'm actually in Columbia. Um, I'm available anytime you need me. Just book me. My website is www.chefrenisha.com. That's my booking website. Also, you can reach me at chefrenisha at gmail.com or 601-740-0335. I am available, and I am ready for y'all. I'm ready to feed Mississippi. That's my goal.
1: We're ready to see you come up tomorrow night, 7 p.m. on Fox, as you continue to battle for one of the top spots there on Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen. Chef Connerly, it was a pleasure getting to know you. I'm sure this isn't the last time we'll chat on good things, and good luck. But already, congratulations.
3: Congratulations and good luck, all wrapped up in one. Thank you so much, Miss Rebecca. And any time you want to invite me again on your show, I am happy. I'm so grateful to be noticed. Thank you for even just having me here. This is so big. I'm fighting back tears right now. So if you keep hearing me get quiet, I'm actually fighting back tears because it's like, hey, Mama, I have made it. <laughs>
1: you have made it, girl. And this sky is just a limit. So you go on and win that thing and do your thing, and we will catch up uh, soon. Thank you so much. All right. Love y'all. Love you, Mississippi. Stick with us, we got more good for you coming up next.
0: Uh Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Good Things with Rebecca Turner.
2: Something big's happening downtown. Good things up.
1: so many good things happening on Main Streets and downtowns across the Magnolia State. So today, we're highlighting what's happening downtown this weekend. It is brought to you by the Mississippi Main Street Association. Now, don't forget, you can always go to msmainstreet.com calendar to get more information on upcoming events. And we got one good one for you coming up in Ripley this weekend. And Elizabeth joins us to tell us a little bit more. Hey, Elizabeth. Hey, thanks for having me today. Well, it's good to have you and it's good to know that there are going to be lots of uh, spooky but friendly, family friendly, should I say, events going on this weekend all across uh, Mississippi. So what you got going on in Ripley?
4: Well, this Friday we have got the Spirit of Ripley Festival and Tilly Cook-Off going on. It's a really fun family event. Um, it's been going on for about 10 year, over 10 years now in the historic downtown district. So the whole square will be decked out and we'll have uh, tents circling the courthouse uh, with spirit booths and chili booths. And so the spirit booths are where the different businesses in town will decorate their tents with different Halloween themes and costumes and give candy out to the kids. And then the chili booths will be where you can purchase a chili ticket for five dollars and go around and taste all the different chilies and you can vote on it and then judges will vote on it later too but well, it's a lot of fun um, there's so many kids that come out there's a lot going on that night So,
1: Elizabeth, with this being the 10th year for the chili cook-off, are there folks that come back to sort of regain fame or to keep their, you know, keep their name in the winner's circle when it comes to their chili? Do we have, like, a family in Ripley who is, like, the chili connoisseurs of of the area?
4: We do. Well, we've got several businesses that are pretty competitive um, in this competition with the chili, so um and a lot of times it ends up being the same winner because their chili really is that good so we'll see this year but yeah um and there's always new people that enter the competition so it's fun to to check out there's so many different unique flavors like it, it really is just to taste all the different is it just your
1: traditional chili like with beans without or can it be like chicken chili can it be you know like you get into the all the different or you know uh, white bean chicken chili all the things that you can add chili behind or is there like more like is it just your your sort of beef and beef and bean chili
4: it's all really different some do the chicken and it's it's so good um the only thing that they ask is that they not make it very spicy. Oh, come on now. For, for the people tasting it.
1: You can like, come with a warning, a Elizabeth. Tasty. You can have a warning.
4: <laughs> I'm I like it spicy, but I don't know about some of the kids.
1: No, I totally understand that. But it sounds like this would also have the opportunity to have something for the children to bring, come out in their costumes. I see that there may be even a costume contest. Is that just for the yes. littles, or is that for adults? Yes. too?
4: It's for all ages, and it is huge. There's so many people that sign up for the costume contest, and and that'll start at 645 on the west side of the square. And um, and we'll also have bouncy houses and food. And we'll have an appearance by the Ripley High School football team and cheerleaders. So, so far, the football team is undefeated. And Woo-hoo. they play their last game Thursday. So, we're hoping to celebrate another win on Friday. Um, With the big and then we'll have of chili. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With a lot of chili. Um, and then some of our coaches are, uh, are really good sports around here, and they volunteered to get pied in the face. So we've got some of those uh, that will be out um, helping us fundraise, you know, to, to get pied in the face. So,
1: so Elizabeth, if we want to plan our trip to Ripley, but maybe we're not good with geography, where are you guys? What would be your most Mississippi directions to get us there?
4: We are in the northeast corner of Mississippi, So about 20 miles from New Albany, about an hour and a half from Memphis, so very northeast corner.
1: You got any other events that are happening um, coming up quick? I mean, coming up here in a a little while
4: that um, may not be
1: Halloween-related?
4: Well, the next day, so this Saturday, it's not a Main Street event, but it will be on the square. It's Cars for Kids, and that always brings a good crowd out. There will be over 100 antique cars that will be there. And they've got um, entertainment and food and um, trunk or treat, so that's a lot of fun too. And it starts at eight o'clock in the morning on Saturday.
1: Oh, I like that. Something early, they can put their costume on, go trunk or treat, and then get home, and then, you know, you sort of have your day. So I appreciate, as a mom, I appreciate that timing of it. Elizabeth, if people want to plan their trip to Ripley, either this weekend or at any time, where do they go to stay up to date with all things Ripley, Mississippi?
4: Uh, Well, there's a lot of good things to do in Ripley. Um, There's a really cute boutique hotel that's right there on the square called the Inn on the Square, and... Um, there's a beautiful lake here, Tipa Lake. That's a fun place to visit. And then once a month, uh, there's First Monday. I know a lot of people have heard of First Monday, and it's always the weekend before the first Monday of the month. And, um, and that brings in thousands and thousands of people every time. But it's a real unique experience. You can um, There's lots of good food and shopping and just some treasures there. It's, it's really fun. Good deal. And there's there's all kinds of good shopping also, downtown Ripley and then um, along Highway 15. So do we have a Facebook page or website
1: where folks can go and stay up to date?
4: Yes, uh, we've got our Ripley Main Street Facebook and Instagram. It's just Ripley Main Street. And then our website is ripleymsmainstreet.com.
1: All righty. And the festivities are this Friday, October 27th, um, and then also this Saturday out in Ripley. So, Elizabeth, I appreciate your
4: time. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: All righty, there from Ripley. We'll head over to Tupelo where they've got a great event going on all weekend. Dalton joins us to tell us a little bit more. Hey, Dalton.
5: Hey, how are you?
1: I am doing well. So, what is happening on Main Street and Tupelo this weekend?
5: Oh we have a great event called ale Trail it's downtown Tupelo ale Trail. we um, we love fall here in Tupelo and so that's one of our fall events. We just finished uh, about three weeks ago with fall into Tupelo, which is our fall fest that we're continuing on um, into the fall with uh, L-Trail, which involves some of our businesses in downtown Tupelo.
1: And bubbly, right? <laughs> yes,
5: and bubbly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> businesses in bubbly, what more do you yeah. need? So this yes. is specific. Is this like craft brew, or is it? or do they get to choose? Tell us what we can be drinking.
5: Yes, so uh, our L-Trail is our craft beer, progressive craft beer tour. Um, th- Mitchell Distributing is one of our great sponsors for this event, along with F&B Tupelo. Um, F&B is our presenting sponsor for this event, and we're so thankful for them. Um, but, yes, it's craft beer, and Mitchell Distributing helps us out in selecting some of the best craft beer that's on the market right now. You'll get to taste test some of those um, at the different businesses who are participating. We actually have 13 participating businesses, and along the trail you'll have the ability to taste test the the craft beer that's available, have some food pairings to go along with that. Um, You'll get a commemorative glass um, to taste test out of. It's really neat. And then, of course, a map at the starting location. And it gets you into the businesses to see what they have to offer. If you can't shop that night specifically, Maybe you can come back later and shop. Of course, the holidays are coming up. So um it's all about getting people into downtown, entire downtown businesses to see what's going on and uh, to see what all they have to offer and just, you know, have a good time, have a good night in downtown people.
1: I mean, I'd hate to be the one that says it's two months to Christmas, Dalton. So you might as well go ahead and start getting some of those um things off your list or just being able yeah. to go out and hang out and do something fun with your friends It's not holiday <laughs>
5: It's not yes, holiday yes. related
1: because that's coming up yes. quick, fast, and in yes. a hurry. Yeah.
5: Yeah. So, um, the point of this event is just to, uh, you know, to gather, to, to grab your, your best. Um, girlfriend, your best guy friend, uh, or group, and, and to get out on t- into town and, um, you know, have a safe, fun night in downtown Tupelo, um, it is a walking event. Um, we just, you know, ask you to stroll along downtown, kind of hang out along the sidewalk maybe, and, and then, you know, move on. It's just a leisurely type of event that, um, you know, hopefully the weather will cool off once the sun goes down. It, we, we talk about fall, but still a little warm here in Mississippi, but, you um, but, but
1: yeah, so I know it, it's like in the. But you know, welcome, welcome to the South, well, welcome to Mississippi, yeah. and then we'll we'll have we may have snow next week. So you you just you never yeah. know. Um, I did you see there's know. an after party too. Is that connected with the thirteen, or is that something different?
5: Yes, it's connected with the um, with the businesses, uh, the the trail as a whole. So you'll start. Uh, let me back up here a minute and say you'll start at FMB, our presenting sponsors location in Fair Park, um, close to City Hall, and um, you'll grab your stuff and then by the time you get Around all of the businesses who are participating, you can end the night with an after party which includes live music from Sasquatch training ground. They're a local band here out of Tupelo really great band um so we'll have that live music player and then of course some some beverages and um and pizza from um a local um restaurant called Vanelli's bistro um they're providing the the pizza so you have um, you can have shopping, you can have beer, and you can have pizza afterwards. You know, Sounds like great.
1: a perfect Friday <laughs> night, Dalton. I appreciate your time here on yeah. Good Things, sending you all great weather and lots of folks.
5: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: All righty, and don't forget, you can always go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar to get more information on upcoming events. But stick with us. we got more good for you coming up next.
0: upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at supertalk.fm. And where down we go, oh.
1: to good things. Don't forget we're streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. You can always find us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station and you can watch us we are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. Now tomorrow the Gallo Show with guest host Lucian Smith. He will be at the Mississippi Coliseum for MEC's annual Hobnob event. That's happening tomorrow. So you'll hear from candidates running for statewide office plus business leaders and more. So if you want to join and celebrate the seventy fifth fifth year of MEC Hobnob. Then you still have time to register. Go to MEC.MS or just stay tuned in in the morning from 6 to 9 with the Gallo Show. On Friday you got Lucian, who will also be guest hosting the Gallo Show again and Middays with Jar Gibbert and the boys with Sports Talk. They'll all be in Oxford at the Convention Center coming up Friday for the Ole Miss School of Business Banking Symposium. So for over 20 years this event has been an important part of guiding our economy. So good stuff coming up for the next couple days, so make sure you stay tuned in. And on the C Spire text line, someone asked about the chili cook-off that's happening in Ripley, which I think many of our towns across um, the great state of Mississippi has chili cook-offs. And then some families, some family and friends and business units will also use chili cook-offs as just a fun fellowship and gathering thing to, I mean, have an excuse to eat good chili and then have the bragging rights of whose chili is is the best. But he brought up the great, I'm assuming it's a he, they brought up the great debate of does their chili have beans or not which is the great chili debate for many is to bean it or not to bean it that is de question i i'm pro beans because i feel like then it's just meat soup i don't know but (laughs) but i mean i can see where you can overdo the beans oh yeah and then I can see where you can underdo the beans. I feel like there needs to be a nice balance of beans.
2: A happy medium of beans.
1: So are you a a beaner or a non-beaner?
2: I actually prefer chili without beans, which you know, I weird. believe is called no, the Texas-style chili.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I
2: think that's the – they're the main proponents of the no-bean chili, if, if memory serves me.
1: And it, I could see why, why you just need cheese and – sour cream and and meat so is it is it and this is my ignorance but i mean is it really just the same recipes just minus the beans
2: for the most part i mean there are little differences here and there on the spices you used and amounts but yeah chili is chili it's just down to whether or not you like beans in it or not
1: so what makes chili chili is it the chili? I mean, no, that's stupid. But it's the sauce that comes from, I mean, because when you think about, I mean, you have the paprika, you have the different spices, you have the chili powder, you have, I know some of you really go all in and you have, like, the onions, the bell peppers, but you also chop fresh chilies to sort of give it the spice. That's how it can become too spicy if you do that. But to me, what makes chili is the flavor, which can be in a vegetarian chili. Like, you can have no meat right? And it still be considered chili. You can have a no bean, no vegetable chili, which obviously I guess is the Texan style. Even though white chicken chili is in the chili realm, to me, it's not the chili flavor. So it, I mean, it is a chili because it kind of has the meat consistency consistency of it because it's not really a stew. So you don't really know what to do with it because it's chicken and not beef. But to me, it's the it's the taste and you eat it with a spoon that makes it like chili, but it doesn't necessarily come from and I guess tomatoes would be a big a big part of making what we think of like red sauce chili, I'm probably butchering all of it. Or
2: is that just from the chili powder? That's that's another I, one of those debates is do you, do you have any tomatoes in it or does the redness just come from the chili powder and your spices?
4: I
1: don't know, but if you get it on your clothes it's not coming out easy. I don't know what it is, but you drop, you blooper chili down your shirt and it's there. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's with you for, for a little while. You're going to work to get that out or you're just going to have to send that shirt on to its second life um, as a rag or whatever else you want to do with it. Um, but, you know, it's still the same like a, but I guess homemade chili doesn't really look the same as the chili that you put on like hot dogs that come out of a can. And I think homemade chili is obviously always going to trump anything that comes out of can for your hot dogs. But I feel like here in America, there's that just staple of just, you know, your wieners and then your canned chili and then diced onions. And if you want to go to the, add to the top, I mean, you're not, you know what you're getting at this point, like a salty half processed meal. So you're not expecting gourmet, but you feel like, like chili that you cook then just looks or has a different – should have a different consistency than the canned chili. Am I
2: right? I think part of it also is that consistency because you think of a lot of the ingredients you have in chili, you have in other soups. So why is chili – why does it have that thickness to it? And I think it's because you're supposed to add a thickening agent. Now, that – we talked about the great debate or the one debate of chili, but that's another – offshoot you can have in your chili recipe is how do you thicken it up? Are you using a fat to somehow thicken it up? Are you using cornmeal? It's kind of against the rules in chili to use any kind of rice, but I have seen it done.
1: Darren and Jackson says a good friend of his is from Texas and says that chili has no beans. When you put beans in it, it becomes a stew. Texans don't eat stew. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with stew either. Like you can have a dang good stew. So back and on up, the 601, Texans.
2: True Texas chili is made with brisket.
1: So that's so one of the best chilies I ever made was with bison. Um and you know, you some of the nicer rush um I mean, some of the nicer um Grocery stores, you can find the specialty sort of meat sections. I did not go kill a bison for my, for my chili, although that would make a phenomenal story if I had it. Fresh bison, but no. And it gave it a completely different texture. But I've never had brisket chili. That would be something – I would be totally open to giving that a try. So, again, I guess it's just about having the – That's like, liquid. where I would not say even because like
2: I like Texas-style chili, but if you can give me Texas-style chili with little to no beans – but using ground beef instead of big hunks of meat? I prefer that better.
1: Well, I so I would come to the plate and be like, all right or bowl and argue you that big hunks of meat we are leaning into the stew realm. Like I feel like so that's where the chicken chili kind of it's like, how'd you get here? Like (laughs) what committee did you sit on to get yourself in the in the chili, chili sector? What you know, but because I feel like the chunks of meat. But if you're but if your brisket can pull apart kind of like a chicken, I mean, I can see you're
2: probably not putting it in the chili. (laughs) You did a really good job on that brisket. Why are you putting it in the pot?
1: (laughs) So if it's fork
2: tender, it doesn't need to go in the chili.
1: This is true. Okay, that's fair. But I feel like so I feel like chili is eaten with a spoon. It has more of a ground meat to it than a chunky. I don't want to be able to eat my meat with a fork in a in a chili. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Is that is that right? Robert and Clinton said the beans thicken it up in the chili or it's like for our starch. So if you did add, if you went rogue and put in rice in your chili, which someone's like, what?
2: That I've seen would, it done. It, it didn't taste bad. It, I didn't make it, but it didn't taste bad. Well,
1: we've had someone, I can't remember who you were, but said that you eat chili over rice. But that's different than cooking rice right. in your chili. But the rice would absorb some of the moisture, which was thicken it up. Could you, you mentioned, do you mention cornstarch? Did you mention that? Yeah. Like being able to thicken it that way? I Look feel like really
2: fine cornmeal or cornstarch.
1: That would, that would do it. William and Cortland, I like using, whoops. I like, no, sorry. Stephen Brookhaven, I like using stir fried strip beef for my chili. Do you chop it thin or do you leave it?
2: Well, the stir fried beef comes already sliced. No, I thin.
1: mean, um, thin the other way. So you're long – you know, they're long thin.
2: <laughs> Chop it into pieces.
5: Yeah,
1: like this way.
2: Horizontal. Against the grain.
1: Against – yes. So then you could still eat it kind of with your – that feels expensive. It has an expensive chili if you're filling up a big pot with – yeah. And I think that's part of where the beans and everything else came in. Because if you are making a really good, I guess authentic, now we can call it Texan chili, you know, you're spending good money on some kind of ground meat or something to fill up a big, a big pot. Nobody makes a serving of four chili. I mean, it's, isn't it against the law? It's written somewhere where you can't do that. Like you
2: have Yeah, that feels like it's a. <laughs> That that breaks a problem.
4: That
1: breaks something in the Constitution. I don't know. Throw it in there. We can we can figure out some law that we've broken if you only make like a the teeny pot full of of chili. I feel like unless
2: it comes out of a can, yeah.
1: But that but then that's a different. You didn't make that.
2: Correct. (laughs) You just reheated
1: it. You just reheated that, and that's what that's there for. When you only have few hot dogs to has anybody ever eaten it out of the can in a bowl?
2: Uh, I mean, there are other chilies other than the chili you put on hot dogs that comes in cans. That's better? I mean, a lot of it still looks like dog food when it comes out, but yeah.
1: Like, I just, for the life of me, couldn't imagine opening up that can and then putting on toppings. You're just and associating
2: canned chili with putting it on hot dogs, and I'm like, that's just a can. On the aisle, full of cans. That
1: <laughs> that's my own. That's it. That's it. That's where my. That's where my mind goes and stops. That's a singular. That's all the use for for canned chili. Because you can make it so easy. Fresh. Stick with us. We got more for
5: you up next. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. And you can find us on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And don't forget, too, there's a little time left to get in on the contest to win tickets for Hardy and Laney Wilson. They're coming to Mississippi December the 9th. We want to give you a chance to see them there live, a live, <laughs> live. I always get tickled. Winners will get a pair of tickets to the show. Plus, you'll get a limo ride. You'll get uh, to and from the concert. You'll get a nice stay at the Beau Rivage. You'll get a guitar autographed by um, Hardy, which I think is really cool. You do have to be 21 years or older to enter. You must be listening to your local Super Talk station or go to supertalk.fm slash Hardy to find a registration um, box near you. But there's still some time to get in on that action. And there's plenty of time to still get in on the chili action because we really aren't even into good chili weather yet, to be honest. What got us talking about this time next week, that this week and then on into November, December. And then really we're in chili season until about March um, here. And by some point you get tired of it. You take a break from it and then you bring it then you bring it back um, in that way. Okay, so what makes so since we're learning so much about chili today, if white chicken chili can be chili. Then why is taco soup soup? Because it's basically got the same, other than the seasoning is different. I mean, it's a taco seasoning, but why isn't it a taco chili? Because it's just beans, meat.
2: And I think it could be taco chili. I think people like to add things to it that take it out of the realm of chili.
1: To when when do you leave?
2: The like I've seen a lot of, of taco chili? soups with corn in it. Corn and chili would be weird.
1: Well, someone will. Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I'm just gonna put you on blast talking about your your family that way, but there is there is someone on the text line who threw their in laws under the bus because they put chili with spaghetti, and he uh, said that is a hard pass. And spaghetti meaning you eat chili with beans on noodles?
2: Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm thinking because I've done that too, and it was only because I had leftover chili that wasn't really good chili. It kind of tasted like spaghetti, spaghetti. sauce. Like Where do you go wrong speci- if it tastes like
1: spaghetti sauce? I don't sauce. know
2: what they did wrong, but I had a whole bunch <laughs> of it.
1: And so you said, well, we're, go- we're not going to let it go. going go to
2: turn it down because it was away. given with love. So I was like, well, I got to figure out a way to eat this without letting it go bad.
1: Cheese, lots of cheese. Speaking of, so if you have like the new cool thing is chili boards, which I think is really a neat and trendy take on like cheese boards, charcuterie boards. It's, you know, it's unnecessary. Um, and it makes a big mess, I'm sure, for your, for your guests, but it looks really pretty when you put it together. So if you were putting together like your best toppings for chili, what are, your, what are your go-to? What are your options?
2: Uh, good old southern cornbread and or saltine crackers.
1: Do you like the sticks or the muffins?
2: Uh, six, one, a, half a dozen, the other. Doesn't matter to me as are long you, as it's good cornbread. Are you
1: crumbling it or are you dipping and eating?
2: Uh, it depends and- on how thick the chili is. If it's a good thick chili, then I'm probably just going to sit the cornbread on top and let it soak up what little moisture is left in there. If it's a thinner chili, I'm probably going to crumble up the cornbread on a plate and pour the chili over top of it.
1: There's a process. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what else? So you got your cornbread. What else are we putting on our chili? Uh,
2: If I have the option, jalapenos, just right on top with some shredded cheese. If I'm feeling extra squirrely, maybe a dollop of sour cream.
1: Yes. I agree with all the above, but I'm a scoops girl. But I think we have established this at some point. I don't dislike the cornbread um i'd probably choose the but i would probably choose crackers over cornbread only because i use my bread or my crunch or the scoop or whatever it is as the utensil for the for the chili and so do you know how many muffins of cornbread i'd have to eat <laughs> to reach you know to reach that kind of uh capacity so scoops or crackers would be my would be my favorite but i love um, and I love that they've gotten into like pickled jalapenos. Like you can get really fancy with your toppings for for chili. If there is diced onions, onions, if there is diced Onion. onions available, I will, I will, mis- I will mistakenly put them on because they taste so good going down, and I'll regret it a couple hours later with belching. But it really white fresh diced onions go well with chili.
2: And we got an update on the chili spaghetti thing. They said they boil the spaghetti noodles and mix it with the chili. Apparently, it's a Kentucky thing. And then we had several people chime in and say that chili on noodles is Cincinnati chili.
1: So there you go. Those people
2: are weird in Cincinnati.
1: (laughs) Mustard in chili, someone said. And then uh, there's also the debate, like, to put sugar or not to put sugar. I feel like... Well if you get the if you get like chili beans that come in the can that have the seasoning, there's already a little bit of sugar sort of in there. But Yeah, is... but not
2: enough to make it the chili sweet. Do I feel you... like some people overdo it and have I was a like, Do we sweet want... taste of the chili and that's just
1: Come odd. on, Mississippi. We already have a diabetes problem. Take the sugar out of your chili.
2: <laughs> and your cornbread. And your
1: cornbread while you're at it. Put it in your tea like normal southerners. <laughs> where it belongs. (laughs) I've offended you. I'm so sorry. I will eat your chili. I promise. Stick with us. You got more coming up next. You got the boys with sports talk from three to six. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at two. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things.